Stunt Podcast. All right, here we are, live on You Deserve a Drink. This is Matthew coming in again with the main man, Rizzle. Thank you, man. Um, happy to do this once again and excited. We, we were both kicking around the idea of uh, what to focus on this week. And you mentioned Slunk's post, and I, I can't believe it wasn't on the forefront of my mind, too, about being forever alone in crypto. And I'll tell you why it resonated with me, but I, I'm interested, since, since you brought it up, do you mind like telling me what struck you about that post? I think it's a really beautiful encapsulation of where the crypto space is at in general, but then also what Scent is in relation to what crypto is right now. So Scent being this social network built on top of the Ethereum network, which is a part of crypto and a singular network in the huge crypto space. There's a lot of exciting aspects that intrigue a lot of people. For me, it was the programmable aspect of the money. But if you look at the grand scheme of things, the number of people that are excited about crypto, about Ethereum, is minuscule compared to the mainstream. And like forever alone in, in crypto is just that recognition of, yeah, like there's a lot of people that are super passionate and really fell down the hackneyed rabbit hole of what crypto is. And then in our small little niche of crypto of what scent is, but it's still early days. It's still this really, really small community. That said, the response to that post by Slunk and just the outpouring of super thoughtful replies by the Scent community is the other side of that coin. It's like, yeah, we may be small, but we're fucking passionate as hell. If we're the only people in our like real life circle that are really into this, we'll just band together in this crypto world. We'll start pooling our money. We'll start voting with our money for what we think is cool. And we'll start making these amazing offshoot economies, which we can start to see in, in crypto art. And I just see it, that post as being everything in that sense. Dude, I, I agree with you. And uh, I, I fucking hate being the crazy Bitcoin crypto guy, <laughs> like amongst my like circle of, uh, you know, my social circle, my family circle, to the extent that like, I don't even try and like talk about it anymore. And and that post really got me thinking too, because I'm like, no wonder Scent has struck such a chord with me. And, and I guess I didn't even like put it into such a larger context for my Myself. But I'm like, dude, a place where I can like meet other crazy <laughs> crypto people who are like have been marginalized with their interests by their, you know, groups of friends and family and everything. And for me, it's like very frustrating because, you know, I'm, I'm no dummy, man. I, I have uh, done fine in my career. I have like an advanced degree and everything and always functioned under this assumption that if I can like make a thoughtful argument for or against something, I've, I've earned the right for people to take me seriously. And that's absolutely false. <laughs> it's like, and, and I really thought, okay, you know, 2017, you know, the big run up came and I was like, Finally, right? It, it lends some credibility and some legitimacy to all the shit that I've been talking about all this time. And that ended up being like a very frustrating and, and somewhat depressing, to be frank, experience for me because I, I thought that was going to be like the moment where everyone sees, right? Everyone sees the power of this thing. And in a weird way, I feel like it almost made it worse. And uh, and I don't know, man. So so. You, you've mentioned before, so you've got, you're not like totally forever alone. You're like mostly forever alone, right? You've got like a couple people at, at work or something who got you into it. I don't know if they're like main acquaintances of yours, but do you have people in your like personal life that you can actually have like a coherent conversation about this stuff with? 
Yeah. So like my former company, my, my buddy, he was the one that got me into Ethereum and into crypto in the first place. And before that, we had a small circle of friends that we would talk about this all the time. But now where I'm at in real life, I'm the only one that has this passion. So I need to meet up with my buddy at the bar or whatever uh, before we can really get into this in real life anymore. So again, like I'm sort of alone <laughs> forever, but Looking at the replies, I really liked what Okami said, O-K-A-M-I. They equated where we're at right now with crypto with where they were at on the internet back in 1996. When they were just getting online, there are some websites, but a lot of the sites were like janky or just amateurish looking and the usability was super, super low. But some people really, really saw the value, right? And I feel like if you look at the broader context of crypto where with like DeFi starting to pop up with the compound pool together, um, some of these cool little projects that are starting to gain some traction, add to that the crypto art scene, which is starting to see some action and some non-technical people start to get really excited. Some creatives that previously weren't crypto enthusiasts start to really see the actual value. You can start to see the resemblance to where the internet was back in those early days. And the thing that's more powerful even than where the internet was pre.com boom is the fact that there's money right here already involved amongst the small group of ourselves. Once more tools or more mainstream applications come around and people are like, oh, I want a part of that. I just feel like everything that is existing right now is just going to ride the craziest wave uh, that they've ever seen. And I'm so excited. Right now, like we're all forever alone, but like that forever part is about to end and we're about to go to like a whole nother epoch or however you pronounce that word. You know, I've I've been in this, you know, in crypto for the long haul uh, ever since I stumbled upon it, like back in the day. And, and I felt like as soon as I like understood the concept behind it, I'm like, dude, this is the future, right? Like how, how can it not be? And, and I don't feel like that's like a drastic leap. I, I don't know. But for some reason, I like bought into it right away. Again, I, 2017, 2018, I'm like, here we go. Finally, people are starting to get it, right? We're, we're going to start seeing like more mainstream adoption, uh, you know, it being incorporated into people's lives more and more. So if you had to look into your crystal ball and, and predict the future, man, how far out do you feel we are from my mom or someone who's always like, oh, you know, I'm, it's very interesting what you're doing with the Bitcoin stuff or like whatever, you know, they have no idea what they're talking about. How long do you think before like the average person out there is down with the concept, like sees it for what it is? I mean, you think we're like, you think we're going parabolic and we're going to be there in a year and a half? Do you think we're like 10, 20 years out or what, what are your thoughts? Again, I think we need to, because we're both Americans, right? I think we need to zoom out even a little further. I'm super bearish on Americans going crypto early. That'll be a harder sell uh, shorter term. Uh, it'll take probably five to 10 years for mainstream America to really, really come around to this. I feel like the action will start to happen overseas. Asia is definitely a hotspot where that could happen relatively quickly, just because like in this part of the world, people are so used to the concept of, digital goods and really spending money on things that are purely digital that exist only in the digital realm. 
And since this part of the world already has been exposed to crypto from that 2017 bull run, there's just like a lot of exposure over here. A lot of people have crypto in their pocket that they just hold on to because they kind of forgot about. If there's an application that comes around or if there's something on Ethereum that really spins it in a way that they dig, I feel like that initial excitement over the speculative value can just, they can build on that in in a, a more healthy way. And I think other countries will have similar phenomena arise in the short term, like three years. I don't think it's something that's going to happen super quick. I feel like maybe crypto art is something that will start to appeal to a larger group of people than we have seen before. But still, it's not going to be that mainstream parabolic ascent to the moon yet. I I still think there's a lot of technical issues, especially in the scaling side that need to be solved before we really, really start to see a jump off. But that said, I feel like what we've experienced from the beginning of 2018 until now, the bear cave situation, I feel like we're about to come out of that. We're about to come out of hibernation so to speak. We're going to start to see those steady gains and there's going to be some experiments that begin to have traction. Again, like I mentioned, like pull together the lossless lottery, the practicality of the promise of crypto is starting to creep to the forefront, but we still have a long ways to go. Yeah, I I agree with that. Again, thinking about Slunk's post and and reading the comments on it and everything, you know, I, I personally really feel like so much of anything catching on is like, at least these days is community driven, things start going viral. You're right. Before anything goes parabolic, there are like some scaling issues that, you know, across the board cryptocurrency has to deal with. But, you know, the forever loan post and the concept sort of struck a chord with me. And that being part of the reason that I was drawn to scent in the first place struck a chord with me. And I, and I think about like our previous podcast that uh, in the comments and Libdy was, was saying that he, uh, he got a kick out of the podcast and was sharing it with his friends and everything. And I feel like that's what has drawn me to scent because I really feel like scent's got something going here. Like the small niche within a niche community can sometimes become very powerful if like the nucleus of people are you know in it together and, and and you know i feel like that's why we clicked i'm like dude thank god i finally got someone to talk to who actually knows what they're talking about you know like like my long lost crypto brother or something because uh, i know i've told you before man my wife she indulges me but she's, she's like sick of hearing my shit and and i can't blame her but you know Otherwise, it's me and you <laughs> and Scent and the people who are there that are have sort of filled that vacuum and that void for me that I've been so passionate about for so long. And to take this conversation like on a slight tangent, a few weeks ago, M. Shep 14, I think, M. Shep 17, I want to say 14, reached out to me because he's trying to get this Scent Fantasy Football League going. You know, he ended up filling up the league, and I don't think he's posted in a little while with updates about it. But the the concept behind, like, in-house sent community things that don't necessarily have to do with crypto, I'm like, dude, I really like that. That's, that's how, like, shit goes viral beyond crypto because then people are just in a fantasy football league, and they got something in common with other fantasy football league players, which... In America, it's absolutely a massive cultural phenomenon. And and so I'm like, that's how other stuff starts. You know, other people who are on the fringe start getting pulled into and interested in stuff like that. And so that just got me thinking about like community building in general and, and stuff like that within the, the crypto community. I wanted to throw the question your way. Have people done stuff like that on Scent before? Like sort of break off into factions and do stuff outside of Scent together while still being within the Scent community, so to speak? 
So the example of M. Shep 17 doing that fantasy league thing and him having the success that he's had to kind of fill that, that was kind of eye-opening because there's previously been like some failed starts at trying to jumpstart a book club and things like that within the community. And I just don't think that the community was at a proper size or a proper composition. Uh, I don't think like the form factor of like a book club was was the right thing at the time. So like for those reasons, it didn't take off. But with something like fantasy football, where there's money and like we mentioned, like there's like a constant obsession behind it, like to keep up and to make sure that your roster is um, set, that you're making the trades and looking at the the trade pool and like the waiver pool, or whatever. There's that that kind of obsessive factor behind it that is a, a really nice analog uh, with what people that are like, if not obsessed, closely monitoring the crypto space uh, have, right? So like people like us, we we are definitely down the rabbit hole of crypto. People would, from the outside, could potentially say we're obsessed. But like, as you know, we have a lot of different interests. Our, our days are really busy and they're, we have work outside of what we do on set. Um, so we have these other interests. And for example, like this fantasy football thing, parts of these other interests of ours are able to find a voice on set. It's like a natural fit. And it begins to prove out the fact that people that are obsessed with crypto aren't just obsessed with crypto. They actually are real people and they have other interests. And then other people who weren't into crypto from the beginning, but had that stereotyped perception of crypto being this like really singular, nerdy, Asperger-y kind of phenomena, they'll start to like have those preconceptions broken. And then they'll be like, oh, like I like fantasy football too. Or, oh, I like music. That music blog from Zubs looks pretty cool where people are sharing their like playlists and making some money off of it. That's where I, I feel we need to go as a community. We need to start breaking off from this like crypto as this sociological phenomenon that's going to change the, the world, which it will into, I love fucking fantasy football and this crypto community is a natural home to something that's benefits from this obsessive, constant analyzing and group-based participation. The fact that you pointed out what MShip17 was doing and I hadn't seen that, I was like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. I'm so glad I didn't miss that and I can track that. And to your point about community building, that's something that as a member of the team, it's like, okay, how can we really start to break this community out into these sub-communities that can help jumpstart and keep building upon this nucleus of incredibly thoughtful, smart, passionate people? Right. And break that out into something that will help drive this really into the future that we're all imagining. Totally. Dude. So along these lines, I think I have this really genius idea. I'm going to lay it on you. And your job for the sake of this podcast is to agree with me that it's totally genius (laughs) and you can always edit it out or you can just pretend like it never happened and let it like fizzle out or whatever. So I was thinking about community building and I was like, dude, Scent should do a secret Santa, like amongst the community, but it should be all NFT crypto art driven. It would get a lot of our artists, you know, putting up fresh materials so that people can purchase it and gift it to other people. Uh, It would bring in an influx of posts for people saying like, oh, look what, uh, you know, so-and-so sent me, uh, you know, by surprise or whatever for my, my secret Santa could you explain what like the Secret Santa concept is uh, before going on, just to refresh my memory and then like anyone else that 
that's not super familiar with Secret Santa? So Secret Santa is basically like a gift exchange, right? So everyone who decides they want to participate, you know, volunteers, and then there's some ground rules to say like, okay, by Christmas or whatever the date is, you know, everyone is going to purchase a surprise gift for the person that they get matched up with. So like I would get matched up with someone random within the community who also agrees to participate. uh, And then they get assign someone random so no one knows who their secret Santa is and then they get a surprise NFT or piece of crypto art based on the you know price line we set or whatever and it, it's a it's a huge thing within the Reddit community, which uh, is what got me thinking along those lines anyway. But they do it old school where they actually get each other's mailing addresses and send someone like a physical gift. And I'm like, man, how great would it be in the crypto community to do this just straight crypto? We've got all the artists, all of the gifts out there to be purchased already within the house. I mean, how dope would it be if you didn't know who your secret Santa was, but you got like a surprise piece of crypto art from Connie or from MLibD or from Love Love Art Hate or something. And then you get to make a post saying, you know, I don't know who sent me this, but this is dope. Somebody give me a clue or, or something like that. So I don't know. The, the rules have to be like sort of fleshed out to cater it to our community. But uh, I was thinking in terms of like actual like the community, uh, I feel like it's a slam dunk. We've got everything like right here in front of us with the people who are interested with the art that people are interested in. And then ready, the most genius slash corny part of it all. Instead of secret Santa, we call it secret Santa. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's so corny. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Mic drop. Amazing holiday. In-house activity for the community here. I I just really like the concept of the Scent community branching out and engaging in activities that are loosely crypto related, but also like encouraging others' personal interests and everything. And I was like, dude, it'd be cool to get a a Christmas gift from someone random on Scent. Um, So... I really do feel like that's that's an awesome idea. That that idea for sure has legs, and this community would for sure. I mean, I, I can't imagine like the sweet gifts others would give one another. Dude, that's awesome. I I, ne- I would never have thought about that. But the parallel with with Reddit and like that portion of that community, that gift giving aspect, that was a real huge reason why such a, a large core of users have stuck around and helped make that site into the phenomenon that it is today, right? Right. And and I feel like that's that's the opportunity that we have in the crypto space. I was thinking about what this community is in relation to Hacker News, which is another actually related sort of site, right? Yeah. And Paul Graham's behind that Y Combinator, Hacker News, and then Reddit was like in the first class or whatever of... Y Combinator, which led to that that beautiful community, those two beautiful communities. And I feel like we have the opportunity to do that in the crypto space. And when, when I say crypto, that's pretty much like a, a synonym for the world, like yeah. really the world. Like as we talked about before, it doesn't matter what language people speak over here. Everyone speaks funny. <laughs> They're kind of like all on the same wavelength. Right. And that's, that's all pretty much to say, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is an, an amazing conversation that I think led to the beginning of a really interesting idea of how to build this community out and do something really special with the community. Before we go any further, we'll wrap things up right here. We'll pick this up again next week. But again, as always, a beautiful conversation, brother. 
I really like this. Always a pleasure, man. Likewise.